You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast, if you haven't done so already. I am your co-host, Kayla Canaram. Actually, I am your... Sorry, let's just start over. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm your co-host. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hey there, everyone. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and producer, Nick Schwert. Fellas, what an interesting game we had today. KC pulls out the win, 34-28 in Denver. But to be honest, it really didn't feel like a win. You had a 27-point lead against a team with three wins on the season. This game had no business being as close as it was. Honestly, this baffles me how such a good team like the Chiefs continuously makes bad teams look good. Anyway, I digress. What is our biggest takeaway from today? Well, I mean, look, there is almost like we had, I don't know, we get to the point where like a win's a win, man. It doesn't matter. And you're like, uh, I mean, yes and no for their goals, getting the one seed, all those things. Okay, fine. Right, I guess it's a win. But when you blow, and I know that they never technically gave up the lead, but when you blow a 27-point lead against a team that we were all collectively dunking on in the middle of the game, like we're all having like fun, good times. Look <laughs> at these losers. They can't do anything. Can't move the ball. Can't do anything. Can't stop Mahomes. Willie Gay just got a pick six. Travis Kelsey's relaxing to the sideline. And it's all fun and games. <laughs> Until Mahomes turns it over twice, they score a touchdown on both of those drives, and you gave Denver life. And when you give bad teams life, hope, whatever, you let them right back into the game. It felt like Andy's boner game where he's just forgetting how to do shit. His run-to-pass ratio was 3-1. to You're like, you were up 27 to nothing. How did you end up with a ratio that was 43 passes to 16 rushes in a game in which you led... 27 to nothing. And the offense opposite you was the worst in the NFL. Like, it's just one of those games that is infinitely more frustrating than most losses because of the opponent and the way that it happened and the way that it all shook out in the end. Because Kansas City's got way too many like Indianapolis Colts playoff losses in their history to not feel fucking nervous about 27 nothing games getting in within six points in the third quarter. I hate to say this. I want to preface this by saying that I don't want this to be taken out of context, but uh, Patrick Mahomes went Kirk Cousins at the end of the first half because Kirk Cousins, it's not just like, I'm not saying like Kirk Cousins is the worst quarterback in the league or anything like that. It's that Kirk Cousins makes more of those, what the hell were you thinking throws than any quarterback, right? He'll make some really good ones. 
he doesn't only make those throws, but he leads the NFL in what the hell were you trying to do their throws? And Mahomes had a couple of them. And he, I mean, the, the game was 27 to nothing. You thought you were going to go in half up four scores and you somehow on back-to-back drives throw two interceptions. One of them gave Denver the ball on their own, or excuse me, on the Chiefs 42-yard line. The next one gave it to him on their own 40-yard line. So you're talking about short fields for an offense that had absolutely nothing, nothing going for them. We'll talk about the defense later, but those two touchdown drives that went from a 27 to nothing game to a 27 to 14 game were because the Broncos' offense, which might be the worst in the NFL, got the ball with short fields, and it gave them momentum to keep that door open through the entirety of the rest of the game. We can talk about everything that happened, but this game can be boiled down to those two drives on offense for the Chiefs in the second quarter. The the second pick was impressive, right? Like, he gets his hand under the ball, and he makes the pick, but he was like, all three interceptions were not like sometimes he has the one interception. We're like, what are you doing? All three were like, what are you doing? You were up by like so much. There was no reason to get greedy. And look, I was saying step on their throat too. It's like three and a half minutes and they just give you the ball back in the second half. I'm like, yeah, burn it down. Get their ass. Like it felt you know, like, you know, like, screw it. Put up 35, put up 70, put up 100. Who cares? But after you threw the first one and they got the touchdown, that's like back to reality time. That's like, all right, well, there's like 90 seconds left in this half. Just as long as I don't turn it over, who cares? We go up 27-17. We go up 27-7 at half. Nobody thinks any different. And to be honest, the fact that we have made a huge point about turnovers. Nick, we've been hosting this podcast for a long time. We host a show in Kansas City for a long time. I first brought up turnovers in week five being a problem for this team. And I got not mocked, but it's just like "Ah, a little early to be worried about that. If you're not worried now, you are simply not paying attention to a very large issue. They are negative six in the turnover differential. They are the fourth worst team in the NFL at it. The combined winning percentage of the four other teams worse than them is 343. There's not a single playoff team in them. They are defying the odds by winning in these turnover metrics. And it's because they're so talented, right? They got Kelsey, they got Mahomes. You know, they're, they're still so talented, they can overcome it. But you cannot sustain. You cannot win three straight playoff games and just give every team the football, whatever it's going to be, or two straight playoff games. You can't constantly give the other team the football. And if it wasn't the Denver Broncos, they'd have lost this game. This, as we know, is the third time Mahomes has done this in his career. The first time was in 2018 against the Rams. And then in Miami in 2020 and now against Denver, all games on the road. But the good news is, guys, it only seems to happen once every two years if there is a positive spin to put on this. However, what's the answer to the turnover bug? What needs to happen? No, Kayla, that's a great point, because Mahomes decided that if there was ever a game to just get it out of his system, (laughs) it would be against the Broncos, right? One we can win. Yes, they're no good. So I can afford to throw three interceptions in this one and we'll still win. I can't do this in a couple of weeks against the Seahawks, right? That's a feisty Seattle bunch. We got to do it against a team that doesn't have a chance. Although uh, Denver certainly felt like they had a chance. Got a little dicey. Big stretch yeah, in the second half. What's the answer? Uh, I don't know. This is now the fifth time in the last six games where the Chiefs have lost the turnover battle. And it'd be really easy to say, well, if we're just talking about turnover margin, right? then why not ask more of the defense? Why not ask this unit that hasn't been pulling their weight to pick up some of the slack? Because 
Patrick Mahomes, it's important to note, is historically adept at avoiding turnovers. He does, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers and then him. If you're talking about all-time interception percentage, he's so incredibly low. And now he's got 11 on the season, so it's easy to point to him and say, okay, well, you got to cut back on those. Sunday felt like an anomaly for him, right? There were just a couple of what were you doing type throws that you, you expect him to sort of take care of and figure out. And the Broncos are one of the best defenses in the NFL. That's important to note. As a team, though, somebody has to have an answer. It doesn't have to be Mahomes, but as the quarterback, right, a lot of that burden's on you. It'd be nice to ask the defense to pick up some of that slack, but at, at some point, you just say that's not who you are, right? If, if your only, only chance of getting turnovers is going up against bad quarterbacks or getting strip sacks by Chris Jones, you're just not going to be a team that gets that many takeaways. So unfortunately, as unfair as it may seem, I do think you do have to ask more of your superhero quarterback because I'm not sure who else to ask it of. Well, someone has to stop giving it away. Um, right? I mean, so, somebody, they have 19. Oh, I'm sorry. Going into the game, they had 19 total giveaways. They now have 22. Second worst in the NFL. So it's not just him. It's like, it, or, you know, I know it's not just him. Um, but it's, it's bad, man. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, there's no, this year in particular, it is hard to justify that they are that bad at giving it away when what you said, Nick, is true. They have been historically one of the best at not doing that. Look, Mahomes still makes some like freaky throws and I get it. He does some spectacular things that this doesn't even necessarily feel like to me, this this one was just like it it all felt just like, eh, I'm just going to kind of throw it here. Like he had not checked out, but it just like the Mahomes focus wasn't there after a certain portion of this game because he thought he could really just run it up on this team. And they were up 27 nothing, and he was nearly perfect in that effort. They had, against the number one scoring defense in the NFL, gone field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, and they were wrecking him, right? Like, it was, it was over. And then he just let one mistake compound into another, into another. And it's, so it's just like, my, my concern is not that he'll throw three interceptions in a game, Nick. It's that he might throw one and somebody else is going to fumble one, and they're going to find themselves in turnover trouble again. You're right. For this one game, I don't think, oh, Mahomes is just going to give the ball away a million times a game. But I mean, all the other times, it's just like this team gives the ball away. It's not just that they don't take it away. It's that they give it away and they don't take it away. That's a really bad recipe, typically. All right. We're actually now going to look at some of the positives now that we've gotten that out of our system. Guys, even despite the turnovers, the Chiefs offense had a ton of success versus the league's second best scoring defense, starting with points. We put up 34, the most Denver has given up this season. And even if you take out the Willie Gate pick six, it would be the second most they've allowed. Discuss. Well, I mean, the sack part, um, you know, I mean, we can live with that, right? We're all everybody good there, I assume. Everyone feels good. We feel like we can handle that. But it's just like they they're doing what they're supposed to do on offense against good elite defenses. I know that people always get mad because we say points per game shouldn't count the Willie Gay pick six, Nick, but it does. Right. The points per game counts the Willie Gay pick six. when We factor in how many points a team scores at the end of the season. We never go back through and see how many times a kick went in or a kick return went in. 
Like to me, they are averaging 35 points per game or 34 points per game against the number one scoring defenses in the NFL. What more do I need to know? They have dropped 43 times, 30 twice, and 20 once. Yeah, I think it's so weird because we talked about about after the Bengals game, how the box score would sort of lie to you. And I feel like it's doing it now, but it's in reverse, right? Like I felt like the Chiefs played better than it indicated last week, whereas this time around, I feel like they didn't play as well as their numbers would indicate because all of it came in bunches. And so it's sort of this weird thing. Like if you have a like a basketball player, right? This spark plug off the bench and he doesn't do anything for 15 minutes and then he scores 15 points in a four possession stretch and then he doesn't do anything the rest of the game. And you say, well, was that a good game? I'm like, well, yeah, I guess so because he, he did score, but it was for such a small period of time. That's what the Chiefs did today. They had a lot of success early on. They built that lead. And then all of a sudden, the wheels come off. It wasn't just the two interceptions to end the second half. It was what, two, three and outs to start the, yeah. to start the uh, second half. And then you had an interception on the third play of a drive. So you had that, that one touchdown drive and then the game sealer. But aside from that, this offense was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from the first half to the second. It's hard because, you know, Andy said after the game, he's like, you know, if you take out those three interceptions, he played great. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know, if it, if it wasn't for, uh, you know, if it wasn't for a certain event, then I'm sure the Lincolns had a great time at the play. It doesn't work that way. You can't exclude the most important part of the offensive performance and tell me, like, if we were doing a grade, Nick, maybe you'd ask me that last week. You're like, what was the grade for how they scored in this game? Because it felt like they could have had more points. They get a worse grade for this game because of the turnovers. But if I am, if I'm taking out of a vacuum the way they did this, they did things against the Broncos defense. Teams simply don't do. They had 350 yards passing. They'd never allowed a 300 yard pass for this entire season. Matter of fact, they'd only allowed three quarterbacks to go for 240 yards in this, in, in a single game this year. Isaiah Pacheco ran with ease. Jarek McKinnon destroyed them. They are one of the best yards after catch defenses in the NFL, and they could not stop Jarek McKinnon from ruining their day. They got first downs on broken tackles. Like there are things in their offense that they still do against elite defenses. So to me, I actually kind of feel good about the offense coming out of this game. Maybe I shouldn't because of the turnovers, but I'll tell you this much. If they go up against one of those elite defenses in the NFL in the postseason, not a problem. I am no longer going to ask the question because we did this week for the final time, Nick, this year. Congrats. This is it for me. Final time this year. Do we actually think they can move the ball against this defense considering how good it has been against everybody? And the answer is absolutely. The scoring in bunches thing, sometimes people point that out as a negative. And to me, that is the ultimate positive. Do you know how hard it is in the NFL to go four consecutive drives, scoring four times all of those times, including two touchdowns, Nick? That's not easy. Most NFL offenses can't do that against any defense. Most NFL offenses don't do that. They punt one of those. They do whatever. Scoring on four consecutive drives is hard. And they make it look easy because they do it all the time. This was against... Okay, but here's the, okay, but here's the here's the reality with the Chiefs' offense, and I'm guilty of this all the time. I did it last week against Cincinnati. Is you can look at their season long numbers and say, okay, you had six and a half yards per play versus Cincinnati. You're averaging six and a half yards per play on the season. That's number one in the NFL. So you're playing as good as any in, offense in the NFL. But here's what we all see every single Sunday. We all see it, 
And I feel like I am guilty of always explaining it away with the box score. I explain it away with stats. The reality is they can play better. They, if they're averaging yeah. six and a half yards per, yes. per play, they're capable of averaging seven. And that is why it feels disappointing is because we see the self-inflicted mistakes week after week after week. And so even though the numbers look really good and you had over 400 yards of offense and you had three passing touchdowns and you had six and a half yards per play and it was the best game that anybody's had against Denver all season long, the reality is you could have done more. You could have beat him by worse. You could have put 40 up. You could you, you should have. Same thing last year. Could have been 60 up. Jesus. Right? We said, oh, you scored 24 points. It could have been 34 against the Bengals. And that's where we're at with the Chiefs. It may not be fair. It may not be fair to look at a team and say, hey, you're the best. Be even better. You're number one. Be number one by a, a larger margin. But that is what this team is capable of. We can see it. And that, I think, is what leaves you feeling disappointed. It's not because they were terrible. It's because you know they can be better. You know, what's funny is that I still think they're missing McCall Hartman. Like, they, like to me, their entire offseason plan was, we got to attack you from everywhere. We got to be able to do everything from everywhere. And I don't think they can do everything from everywhere right now. They are still like slow, tight end reliant. Right? Teams can take away your deep threat of MVS if, you know, you can't attack them from other areas. I still think there's some of that with them. I don't disagree, Nick. I definitely think they can play better. But it's hard for me to look at. It's just hard for me to think about the way that they play on offense and be like, why aren't you even better than elite sometimes, especially against what is a top five scoring defense in the NFL? And they continue to do that against every top five scoring defense in the NFL this year. Well, we didn't exactly keep that positive, but we're going to move on. That's my fault. <laughs> Usually that's Nick's fault. I was actually pretty positive there. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry. 